the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. WTC Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5. K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. NASA's new moon rocket has had another dangerous fuel leak that's forcing controllers to call off their second attempt to send a capsule into lunar orbit. NASA Administrator Bill Nelson says a lot of things have to go exactly right in order to launch. There are so many risks in the process. This is an extremely complicated machine and system, millions of parts. Uh, it's, uh, it's a choreography like a ballet or a professional orchestra. A lot of people in Tupelo, Mississippi, said it was scary earlier in the morning when a pilot eventually landed a plane safely after threatening to crash into a Walmart. Turns out he is not a licensed pilot and faces a number of charges. This is SRN News. Mike Gallagher wants us to prepare. We have a battle ahead of us. We have turmoil in America. We've got to be ready to fight. Not physically, but at the ballot box, with ideas, with logic, with wisdom, with clarity. I know this. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 8 on AM 1280. The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. AM 1280, The Patriot. Do you want a chance to win a $1,000 Williams-Sonoma shopping spree? Share one of your go-to recipes with us and have a chance to have it featured in the World's Greatest Recipes Volume 2 Cookbook. Enter once a day for the Your Favorite Recipes sweepstakes at am1280thepatriot.com. Beautiful weather today, 75 degrees and sunny. Nothing but sun tomorrow and a high of 74. Thanks for listening to AM 1280, The Patriot. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Still nothing? I mean, I made the invite. I, I sent it again via Twitter and on the phone and to her people and, and to Ken Martin, for crying out loud, who I, I'm presuming is prowling the state fair in that in that DFL van uh, trying to keep drunk DFLers out of trouble. Oh, we're on! Oh, holy cow! Sorry. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, the page. I'm sorry. I was just talking with, uh, with G Money, the producer, about my invitation to Lieutenant Governor Flanagan which still goes unanswered. Her seat is right here. It's pre-warmed. It's, it's, it, it's been sanitized of all dissenting opinion to, to make sure she's comfortable. Nothing uh, could possibly go wrong, except she, she has ignored my invitation, as DFLers tend to be doing with, with most debates these days. And so, well, we'll have to put 
lieutenant governor on hold for another half hour here because we're going to talk with a GOP candidate uh, who actually got a debate in with a DFLer. It's my my pleasure to welcome someone who may as well have seen Bigfoot for all we know, uh, Ryan Wilson, the GOP endorsed candidate for state auditor against uh, White Claw Blaha. Uh, Ryan uh, Wilson, thanks for joining us today. Wonderful. Thank you for having me today. Absolutely my pleasure. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about your bona fides, because you're up against a woman who stated her primary qualification to be state auditor as having once taught kindergartners how to count. And while that's an admirable trade, one that my stepmother did herself, uh, I I have to imagine there's more to being a proper auditor than that. Ryan Wilson, let's care to go through, introduce yourself and your qualifications for the office before we get down to the meat of things here. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I'm, so I'm Ryan Wilson. I'm running for state auditor. Um, I have a uh, background running an auditing company. So for about a decade, I ran a company that was responsible for auditing uh, medical device companies and their clinical trials to ensure their data was correct. Uh, so that when the FDA decided to approve or not approve those medical devices, they could rely on that data. And so our audits, the stakes were really life, uh, life and death. In addition to that, I'm an attorney, a constitutional attorney that's focused mostly on suing the government. And so when the government oversteps its bounds, violates the Constitution, you know, we, uh, we hold the government accountable. So you put those two things together, you know, founding a company, taking it from two guys to a global leader, and, uh, and then um, you know, also an attorney. Uh, that's, that's really what we need in the state auditor's office is somebody with that leadership, leadership to set the direction, uh, to set the tone of the office, and to make sure that uh, the state auditor's office is relevant and answering the questions that matter to Minnesotans. And we hear a lot from people out of the state there, and we've been here all week, um, that uh, what is the auditor's office? What does it do? And, uh, and what does it do for me? And, and we turn it around and we ask, well, what do you want to know? What do you want to know about your local communities, about your school districts, uh, what's going on in your county? And we've just heard a lot of great stories, and it's, it's evidence that people aren't getting the answers they want. They want to know where their tax dollars are going, and they want to know uh, whether they're going to a good use or if they're being wasted. So well, I want to talk a little bit about what the auditor should be doing and what the incumbent in the office is not doing that needs to get done. But since you, you actually got a DFLer to do something that is seems to be unheard of, actually showing up at the state fair for a debate, uh, Ryan Wilson, uh, GOP candidate for state auditor, tell us a little bit about your uh, your encounter with the incumbent state auditor. Well, it was great. Uh, you know, Boyce reached out to us, asked uh that's if we'd be open to a debate. You know, we got back, I think, seconds later and said, we're on. And uh, you know, a couple of days later, uh, uh, Auditor Blaha also took up the uh, took up the call and was willing to debate. So kudos uh, kudos to that. We'll see if it happens again. It didn't go very well for her. Um, I think we won the debate hands down. Uh, and, and really, uh, voters got to see you know, really the difference between, you know, what I'm going to be bringing to the office and what has not been happening the last four years. And then, you know, that's a tough part when you're an incumbent and you have a record to run on or a lack thereof. You're going to be held accountable for what you haven't done. Um, you know, this uh, this current state auditor has been around and as well as you know, the previous state auditor, the Democrat state auditor, uh, over really what are some of the largest financial scandals in Minnesota. When you look at the $100 million daycare fraud, the you know, $200 million plus feeding our future program, you got billion-dollar light rail overruns, um, and that's yes. all under Auditor Blaha's watch. And so when, when that's your record, um, uh, it's, you know, that's, it's, it's clear that's what you're going to be running away from and not wanting to talk about. But she you know, came to the debate. Uh, we highlighted uh, – you know, her record or lack thereof, and then uh, I think the debates uh, went went pretty well for us. And so we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens with the other statewide candidates. We'll see if we have another debate. Um, 
But uh, you know, we, I think we offered within uh, get a couple minutes of that debate saying, let's do this again. This was fun. Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, uh, feel free to grab an hour here on the Northern Alliance some Saturday uh, because I, I will offer a full hour, maybe two, to both of you to come down and have this debate, as I have done with the gubernatorial lieutenant governor candidates. Uh, we'll see if they take us up on that. Hey, we're, hey, we're, we're game. You know, we're, you know, we're, we're not afraid to you know, shy away and talk about the tough issues. Um, we've been out at the state fair now for, what is it, 10, it all blurs together, but since the beginning, 10 <laughs> days now. And uh, we're meeting Minnesotans from all walks of life, and it's uh, you know, from all quarters of the state, too. And, and you know, not just Republicans, uh, but Republicans, Democrats, people that are apolitical. Uh, and they really want to know what's happening with their government and what their government can do for them. And when they have somebody running on a platform of, you know, fighting waste, fraud, and abuse, um, you know, everybody, nobody wants their tax dollars stolen. That's what people tell me. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, let's uh, let's talk right, about that. Left and right. Yeah, this last four years has has seen more than a fair share of financial scandals, in addition to other scandals. I mean, the collapse of the education system, the collapse of law and order, uh, with the the complete connivance of the of the administration. But the financial scandals are bad enough. Under normal situations, these would be these would be headline grabbers. I would think. We we you mentioned the feed, uh, the the scan the uh, the the nonprofit scandals that have eaten up hundreds of millions of dollars, and the the Southwest Light Rail, which is has doubled, I think doubled and uh, uh, doubled or tripled in price, is going to be three billion dollars by the time we're done. I mean, mark my words, this will be even without inflation and constant dollars. This will be a three billion dollar project. And is over uh, has five years behind schedule, I believe. At this point, we see the status quo. Things are falling apart financially with the state of Minnesota. What would a proper state auditor be able to do under these circumstances if we had one, Ryan Wilson? And, you know, the, the big thing is a lot. Of, so a lot of people come and ask, "Can you do this for me? Can you do this for me? Can you change this law?" And obviously, the state auditor doesn't set policy, and that's important. You know, right. the state auditor. Um, is, and the current state auditor wants to use the office for activism, you know, to, to her progressive agenda. And she'll say that. She probably says that. Yeah. That um, the office should be partisan and should be progressive. Um, and and it, that's not really the role of the auditor. The auditor is there to really check, to take the temperature, to understand what's happening, and to let Minnesotans know what's happening. And, and really, it's identifying those red flags. Um, and, you know, by all means, also proposing solutions. So if there's issues with internal controls, you know, um, you know what are the best practices? How to, how to beef up some of those controls? But again, it starts with having an eye towards where are the trouble spots. And the, the, let me say just categorically, the auditors at the state auditor's office, great auditors. They know how to do their job. It's a matter of do they have the leadership to unleash them to be able to do that job, right, to point them in the right direction. And so if we take it back to the beginning of Auditor Blaha's tenure, you know, one of the first things that landed on her plate was this uh, daycare scandal. You may remember that. Uh, there was oh, yeah. about $100 million. Um, uh, people saying they were watching kids and they weren't watching kids and taking that money out of the program. Um, the legislative auditor, which reports to the legislature, um, kind of buttoned that up and did a report on it and, and put some of the blame squarely on counties, um, which falls under uh, the state auditor's office. So the state auditor oversees counties, cities, school districts, but doesn't see state level, uh, state level oversees state level programs. And so again, Auditor Blaha could have worked to address that, could have said, all right, I see this problem here. Um, I see it's happened in you know, a couple counties. How can we shore this up? How can I partner with the legislature to give them the information they need so they know what's happening? Uh, and again, to fix that so that we know that the problem is stopped. And so today, we still don't know that the problem is stopped. And when I hear people come up to my booth and say, hey, Ryan, this is still happening. Right? I work for this county or that county, um, or I know people that do daycare, and this problem is still existing. Um, that's where these things get undermined. And, and, the, and the real, so the, the issue is this. Uh, when people abuse these programs, 
Um, you have people that get frustrated because that's their tax dollars getting stolen and wasted. But then you have people that say these are programs that are really meant to help people, right? There are people that need daycare assistance. There are kids that need, you know, food uh, assistance, right? And when we abuse these programs, you know, not only does it waste money, but it takes the programs away from the people that really need it. So in Minnesota, we're a generous, you know, we're a generous uh, uh, group of folks, right? We're willing to help somebody that's down and out and get them back up on their feet and invest in these safety net programs. Yep. But again, every time the programs get abused, people get cynical about them. And then the next time somebody comes, it might be a good program or a good way to help people. Um, people are just going to be that much more skeptical about willing to fund these programs. So that's the harm of letting this kind of fraud and, and waste go unchecked. Um, is that when there is a real need and, and when people do need to be able to invest in this stuff, people aren't going to be willing to. And so when we have auditors that just, you know, really just uh, a state auditor that you know, sits on her hands and isn't willing to take on and tackle these, uh, these issues, bad things happen. And, and, and we're very prone to that in this state because so much state policy, especially under DFL rule, is administered by nonprofits. And, and that interface between the state and these nonprofits is so rife with abuse. And I can't imagine a state auditor that was put there by the Democrat establishment is going to be especially energetic auditing the tools of the Democrat establishment right there, right there is a huge opportunity for an actual state auditor. So we got about two minutes before we have to take a break and hopefully can keep you for a second segment, uh, Ryan Wilson, but uh, let's talk about what, absolutely. Let's talk about what changes when you win this fall, this November, less than two, right around two months away here when we get to the election time here. What, what changes when you're the state auditor? You know, uh, there's going to be a lot of partnering with the legislature, right? Working with the legislature to make sure that the state auditor's office has all of the tools that they need to be able to address some of these issues. But the biggest change is probably going to be an additional focus on our schools. And I have a lot to say about that. Maybe we can come back another side of the break to talk oh, yeah. about you know, why we need to make sure that the money that is going to our schools is making it to the classrooms. Um, but there's a real opportunity for the state auditor to help our local communities, um, you know, our cities, our counties, our school districts, know what's happening so that they can fix the problem. You know, you, I just want to take a, go back here for a second. You had mentioned, you know, um, a Democrat auditor not necessarily wanting to oversee, you know, Democrat programs or Democrat areas of spending. And, and I, do, I do think that is, a, uh, that is an issue. And we need an auditor that's really going to be uh, – independent of their party, right? We all have party affiliations, but we want somebody that's an, their own independent voice and, and willing to uh, you know, challenge the status quo if need be. And so whether it's Republican or Democrat, you know, that I'm auditing, it's, it's not going to matter, right? It's, people want to know that their money is not being wasted. And this current auditor, Auditor Blaha, has alluded to softly a couple times that she wants to potentially run for governor someday. And, and when that's where, <laughs> that's where you want to do that, <laughs> when, when that's what your, uh, your aim is, not necessarily on the job of being state auditor, um, what happens is you don't want to uh, you don't want to upset your friends, right? The people that might be uh, you know votes you need to get that endorsement for uh, for governor someday. And so again, I'm going to be going in there focusing just on the role of the state auditor. You know, that's uh, that's my background and and my passion, and uh, that's you know, that's what we're going to be. Back for another segment with Ryan was by Julie Blaha running for governor. And, and if she gets elected, I will bring Anna Kendrick to her inaugural ball. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, back with more for Ryan Wilson. When we come back, 651-289-4488. If you have questions, go nowhere. We'll be right back. Salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. 
Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. It's ironic. Black people in America are the freest, safest, most prosperous black people in the history of the world. There is no country in this world that a black person would rather be. Unless, of course, they grow up in this country. Then they're fed a lie that is so deceptive. The system in America was never this built for black people. Racist from top to bottom and for black people to be They actually believe the opposite of that which is true. From executive producer Larry Elder and director Justin Malone comes the continuation of their 2020 hit film, Uncle Tom. It's very clear there was an intention to use black people to affect change. Uncle Tom Part 2, an American odyssey, starring Bodie Bauckham, Brandon Tatum, and Chad O. Jackson. Available on Salem Now. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-884-9018. 800-884-9018. That's 800-884-9018. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. I start every day by reading through the stories at Daybreak Insider. It's a look at today's most compelling stories and provides responses from key conservatives in media and politics. Over a quarter million people get Daybreak Insider by email daily, and it's available to you at no cost. Go to daybreakinsider.com and simply plug in your email. That's daybreakinsider.com. In five minutes, you will be the most informed person in the office. That's daybreakinsider.com. Searching for ways to strengthen your daily walk? Visit Crosswalk.com. From devotionals to Christian living topics, movie reviews to marriage and financial articles, and so much more, the intersection of faith and life, Crosswalk.com. The division of Salem Media Group. AM12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. No, this is Brian Wilson, not Ryan Wilson. Wholly different people. But it would have been cool if they had the same name. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Talking with Ryan Wilson, no relation to the Beach Boys, but with any luck at all, the next state auditor to the state of Minnesota. Uh, By the way, how can people find out about more about you and your campaign, Ryan Wilson? Yeah, they can go to our website at Wilson4, that's the number 4, MN.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter, uh, Ryan Wilson MN, at Ryan Wilson MN for each of those. And I'll be posting that at shotinthedark.info for those of you who have a hard time, like me, remembering URLs. So what we uh, before we went away, you mentioned uh, you'd like to come back to talk about schools. Of course, this is a huge one. I mean, for all of the, the talk about charity fraud, uh, all, all the talk about, uh, uh, about the, the collapse of financial control with the, light rail pro- the Southwest Light Rail Project, and, and really all of them in a lot of ways, uh, the, the education 
is still the 90-billion-pound gorilla in the state of Minnesota. It is far and away the biggest state budget item. So much money goes through, uh, is transferred from the taxpayer to the education industry via the political class. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you see as the role in the of the auditor's office in making sure that we're getting the, the bang or at least the reading results for our buck out of our school system, Ryan Wilson. Yeah, so the last time uh, the Office of the State Auditor has done an audit of a school district has been about 20 years. Eesh. And so uh, it's not to mean that they're not getting audited. You know, they get their um, you know, private CPA audits. But uh, the State Auditor's Office really doesn't know what's happening in our public schools. Um, and the issue with that is they then can't let the communities know what's happening in their schools. Right? We spend a lot of money, um, whether it be coming through the state or through you know, the property taxes or local levies on our schools. And it's important, right? Our kids are there, you know six, seven, eight hours a day. There are future, you know, future Minnesotas dependent on getting these kids, you know, reading and writing. And as unfortunately we saw, uh, was it last week, um, those numbers aren't looking so good. You know, the, the system is not working right now for our students and people are looking for solutions and they're saying we're putting a lot of money in there. Um, a lot of people are willing to spend the money to you know, educate their kids, but they want to know that it's getting to the classroom. And yeah. so the state order, one of the, one of the things they could do is really help kind of shine a light on what's happening with this money. How much of it is making it to the classroom, to instruction, to teachers, or how much is it going to, you know, bureaucracy or things that um, maybe communities don't necessarily value? And right now, communities are left in the dark, and people can take opportunities um, or people can take advantage of communities when those communities don't know what's happening in their own school. So as state auditor, you know, one of my top priorities, again, is to help people understand, you know, no matter where your school district is, whether you're up in um, Bermidji or you're down in Brainerd or you're in Minneapolis-St. Paul, you know, where is that money going? We saw a teacher strike in Minneapolis, you might remember, um, was it last March? Yep. And I wrote an uh, op-ed about this. I said, let's talk about the money. Let's talk about the money that's going to the Minneapolis school district. And when you add it all up, it's something like a million dollars is being spent uh, per classroom. When you look at the per-pupil uh, spending, um, so $30,000 all in per kid, uh, and you got about 30 to 40 kids a classroom, you're around a million dollars. The teacher, average teacher salary, $70,000. And so it begs the question, where's the other $930,000 going? And there's some probably reasonable answers to some of that. Um, but again, if people can know how their money is being spent, they can decide, is this particular school board um, using my money wisely? Are they using it the way that reflects the values of our local community? And every community might come to a different answer with that. But if they don't know, they can't come up with solutions. Right? And so, like I said, people can... Uh, communities can be taken advantage of when they're left in the dark. And so when I'm state auditor, we're going to shine a light on it. We're going to let people know what's happening in their community so, again, so they can be innovative. They can figure out how are we going to get these test scores up? What do we need in our local area that's going to work, right? Um, you know, and, and where we can really go even beyond that, and this is where I'm talking about partnering with the legislature, is uh, bringing in something called performance audits, right? So it's not just knowing um, where the money was spent. But then the next question is, was it a good use of that money? And yeah. a performance audit can say things like, all right, we did a levy. We're going to bring iPads into the classrooms. Uh, did it make a difference? Did it help these kids read more? Did it help them do math more? If it did, great. We can double down on it, right? And neighboring communities can do it. If it didn't work, well, maybe we stop doing it, right? Maybe we, you know, we, we never be afraid to turn the ship around. And, I, and it's kind of that level of closing the loop that we don't have in Minnesota right now. 
Yeah, I would love to see a performance on it, by the way, on the cadres and buildings full of administrators that have been added to the payrolls over the last 30, 40 years and see see what results we've gotten out of that. As a St. Paul, former St. Paul public school parent, i got to tell you, nothing, nothing. This needs to be audited with a chainsaw, Ryan Wills. We've got to get you into office for this. Uh, by the way, I have a hunch the political class in Minnesota has to be thankful for at least education spending because it draws attention away from... What I've been told for the last 20 years is the gathering storm, public employee pensions. I've been told that there is a issue. there are issues that need to be uncovered there. Your perspective on public employee pensions, uh, Ryan Wilson. You know, we, you know, we have you know, hard people, uh, people that work hard for the government, right? Yep. There are teachers, there are, are police, our firefighters, and you know, we've made promises to them. We said, you know, we're gonna, when they finish doing their job, they can have the security of knowing that they'll have a pension that they can rely on, right? That they can retire on, and it's a promise we made, and we need to fulfill that. We need to fulfill that promise to them. Uh, and this came out in the debate. Uh, the current state auditor, Julie Baja, and myself have very different opinions uh, about that. And so the state auditor, in addition to overseeing the state auditor's office, also sits on several boards. And one of those boards is the State Board of Investments, and that investment board is responsible for um, overseeing our I think it's 130 billion dollars now. Uh, in state pensions and making sure that you know, they're doing the fiduciary duty of getting the best return possible. So my opponent, uh, Julie Baha, again, sits on that board now and believes that, that her role is to use uh, our pensioners' funds for her really activist agenda, right, to, um, to, to put uh, activist uh, board members on companies, to um, disinvest, uh, de-invest from, uh, uh, from certain, um, certain categories of companies and and to overemphasize, you know, areas. And so let's just take the last, the last year, for example. Um, uh, green energy has absolutely uh, been in the tank since the beginning of the year. It's not been a good investment. Yep. Traditional energy has, right? And I'm not saying that we need to go for one or for the other. I'm saying we need to make sure that our uh, investment managers can pick and choose the best investments for our pensioners to get the best return possible. So the biggest difference between her and I on pensions is, she wants to use them for politics, and I will take politics out of our pensions. And the number one, number one uh, objective of our uh, again, investment managers has to be return on investment, so we have security in these pensions. Yeah. Uh, Blaha appears to be bringing DEI, uh, not DEI, ESG, uh, Environment, Social, and uh, Governance uh ideology into the office and, and into the into the approach to investing the, the, for the state employee pension and that does ev- not only does everyone a disservice but it turns all of that state pension money into a weapon for progressivism that's something that this has a business the state needs to get out of i mean out there with separating church and state is separating government from uh, the economy i mean that absolutely has to happen ryan wilson so i couldn't agree with you more right there so go ahead I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, and, and you know, we have a little bit of time here in your audience is a, is a smart audience, so we can dive into this. Um, uh, the, the, the ESG proxies that they passed, and they bragged about this, yep. um, they say this allowed them to put they, – they, they, our, our dollars in Minnesota, our pension, was the deciding factor of putting activist, event, activist investors on the board of, of Exxon. And when that, invest, and when that uh, board member got on, um, they were able to basically shut down – uh, new oil exploration. I think the plan was uh, they're going to grow by 20% a year, and it flatlined instead uh, the number of new, um, you know, new, uh, new energy exploration. And so that's all fine and dandy until we have an energy shock, uh, you know, like we had last year, and gas prices jump up to you know above four dollars, right? So suddenly our uh, our state board of investments 
uh, again, was the deciding factor as to why we are now paying more gas, uh, you know, more in our gas prices. And and that's the kind of thing that comes from these uh, these ESG investments. Again, instead of just using them to uh, and using our state or our state pension funds to get the best return on investments, it's really being weaponized against Minnesotans, right? And so we are paying we're paying higher gas prices because of actions that our state board of investment took. And if you love your gas prices, wait till you get your heating bill this winter. Would I be the DFL's happy that the election comes in November and not February? I'm going to bet you right there. Ryan Wilson, we got about a minute and a half to go right now. You are out at the state fair. You're at the uh, Wilson for Auditor booth. Uh, where is that? First of all, as a public safety, uh, as a public service, rather to the listeners, also to me, since I'll be <clears throat> volunteering there tomorrow. So, uh, where, where is the booth, uh, Ryan Wilson? Yes, it is on Underwood. Um, it is right by the Farm Bureau, kind of behind the big slide, across from the Ballpark Cafe. We're just down. I can see Walls' booth from uh, from mine, so I'm about uh, 100 feet down from Governor Walls' booth. Well, maybe I can talk with the governor tomorrow when I'm on, or on Monday, rather, when I'm coming up to the fair and uh, and have a word with him about appearing as, as a debate here, uh, here, him and the lieutenant governor sometime uh, before the election. That would be fantastic. Uh, so, Ryan Wilson, uh, for, what are you hearing? I mean, we got about a minute to go right now here. What are you hearing from people at the fair? Well, and that's that's the best part of being at the, at the fair is, you know, we've seen tens of thousands of people, you know, interacting with them. Hundreds of thousands of people came by the booth and. They, they want answers to things that they're asking about at their kitchen table, right? They want to know, you know, where is the money going? Is it making it to our schools? Is it making it to law enforcement? Is it going to, you know, can we protect our safety net programs? And, and what's great is, you know, people all across the spectrum, you know, left and right are coming up to the booth. And we've converted quite a few you know, Democrats to be proponents of uh, you know, Wilson for Auditor because you know, nobody wants their money stolen. Nobody wants their money wasted. And it really is a, a bipartisan issue. And it really is, at this point, a choice between having your money stolen, wasted, and perverted to political ends in the case of uh, the State Board of Investments and having it actually spent for the purposes most taxpayers of all parties think it's actually being spent for. One more time, Ryan Wilson, uh, how can people find out more about your campaign? What's your website, Facebook, and such? Yeah, they can go to Wilson, the number four, MN.com. They can check us out. They can donate there. Uh, they can also visit us at Facebook and Twitter. We have links on our website to get there. Absolutely. Ryan, I, I, I posted that at shotinthedark.info, so it's up there right now for those who uh, make my blog a regular stop. It's on the uh, show post for today. Ryan Wilson, thank you very much for uh, coming on with us today. I will see you uh, bright and early Monday morning if you're out at the fair. And, uh, yeah, best of luck out there at the fair and even more. So best of luck this uh, November at the polls here. We absolutely need a state auditor uh, on, uh, among the good guys. Thanks for joining us today. Have a good day. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. Half hour to go, which means the fun is still just beginning. Go nowhere. I'll be right back. Hey, did you know you could save $1,000 off in-stock Dominion and Arctic spas and save $5,000 on all wetter pools at Premier Pool and Spa? No way, eh? Yes way, eh? Plus, get 20% off just about everything else during Premier Pool and Spa's annual summer clearance sale. Oh, yeah? Well, how about the Louisiana grills and accessories? 20% off. How about pool accessories? 20% off. Thermosel mosquito shield? Yes, even their cool outdoor wine glasses are 20% off summer 
restrictions apply. Oh, well, my doctor did say I need new glasses. Premier Pool and Spa has to make room for next year's models. So now's the time for you to get the really good deals. And the best thing is, when you buy a spa from Premier Pool and Spas, you get their incredible customer service, so you don't got to worry about nothing. Get to the showroom today, because this incredible sale ends Labor Day, September 5th at Premier Pool and Spa in Chanhassen. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously, eh? PremierPools.com. Catch up on the latest news and information affecting Minnesota's great outdoors with Outdoor News Radio. We talk hunting, fishing, and natural resources in the great state of Minnesota every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Joining me, Rob Jerisline, our guest like bow hunting expert, Tony Peterson, professional anglers like Tackle Terry Tuma and Tim Lesmeister, and nature gurus like the bird chick, Sharon Staler. Join us for Outdoor News Radio. Every Sunday morning at 8 on our sister station, Freedom 1570. If you're considering protecting your retirement with gold or silver, listen up. Mark Davis here. One company I trust for this, Advantage Gold, the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. They've won the best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because they really educate their clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. Text the word BETTER to 48542. Get a free copy of the number one best-selling book, The Great Devaluation, when you text BETTER to 48542 so they can send you a free gold kit along with a free copy of the Wall Street Journal national bestseller, The Great Devaluation. With the crazy state of the world right now, who knows what's going to happen tomorrow? Don't wait any longer. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value, all from Advantage Gold. Text the word BETTER to 4 48542. Now, that's B-E-T-T-E-R. Text the word BETTER to 48542 now. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. For the life of your home, visit thinkami.com. Some fall reminders from AMI. Turn off your outdoor spigot to avoid frozen water lines. A furnace tune-up will ensure you stay cozy all winter. Get priority scheduling and save with AMI's Total Solutions membership as low as $9.99 a month. An electrical safety checkup will ensure all smoke and carbon monoxide detectors are working. Air Mechanical leads the metro area in HVAC, plumbing, and electrical. Go to thinkami.com. For the life of your home, visit thinkami.com. AM 12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call. Hey, we've cooked up the coolest version ever of our your favorite uh, recipe sweepstakes. You can share one of your go-to recipes with us for a chance to win a $1,000 shopping spree at Williams-Sonoma. You can also have your recipe included in the World's Greatest Recipes Volume 2 Cookbook, which is coming out November 1st. Uh, just in time for your election celebrations. Alongside your favorite pastors, authors, and Christian artists, you can take your kitchen to Michelin star level by signing up once a day at am12athepatriot.com. By the way, you can even get extra daily bonus entry options to improve your chances of winning the big uh, prize right there. Need a new mixer? Need an espresso machine? Oh, Lord, if mine broke down, I'd be I'd be out of luck. Overdue for a top-notch spatula set? Well, you can sign up at am12athepatriot.com. 651-289-4488, the number call. Song dedicated to all the candidates on the Republican side for office uh, this year. Of course, uh, we heard from Sean Holster earlier running for Senate in District 63. Of course, Ryan Wilson running for state auditor. And, of course, we're looking forward to having uh, Scott Jensen and Matt Burke and or Matt Burke, hopefully both on the show soon. 
And, and actually, I got to say this. I'm just going to do a quick teaser. And this is unfair because I can't put out any details because literally nothing is settled yet. This has just been breaking as of this morning. So it could all go away tomorrow. But it could all happen before the election as well. One of the shows that I, I think if I ever wind up in the Pavic Broadcast Museum, this show, not today, although I was kind of happy with the first hour today as well. But no, the show that is in the works for some time between now and the election, preferably over the next two weeks, three weeks maybe, with a little luck. If I ever get into the Pavic Museum of Broadcasting, uh, the Minnesota Broadcast Hall of Fame, it will be for this show if it, if, it, uh, if, it, if it winds up happening. That and my broadcast from my home during uh, right after the riots in St. Paul. Those two shows are going to go on my audition reel for the Pavic Museum. I'll just say that right now. At any rate, uh, 651-289-4488, the number to call. Don't forget Jack Tomzak coming up after the top of the hour here. And uh, he'll, he'll, be, uh, he'll be doing the voodoo he does. He knows where the bodies are buried in Minnesota politics, and that's what they talk about, and it's some pretty grisly stuff. Figuratively speaking, not literally, as far as I know. Of course, Brad Carlson will be joining us tomorrow doing the voodoo he do. And King Banyan, Saturday mornings from 9 to 11 on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. So we're, we've been talking with candidates. We're, uh, we've, well, it's been a busy couple of weeks for candidates here. We're, uh, I got to speak at a, uh, at a Walter Hudson event a couple of weeks ago, a week, uh, week before last. That was always a lot of fun. Walter's one of the greats. He should, with any luck at all, wind up uh, skating into office and uh, being one of the sharpest people in the Minnesota State Legislature in a, in a GOP caucus that has a lot of really sharp people. He will be at the top of the heap from day one here. And uh, who knows where he goes from there. Uh, I, I, I predict if there's anybody who could be uh, running for governor in the next few years, it, it could very well be. Well, I don't want to jinx him here. Don't get me wrong. And his district certainly needs him doing the the job he's going to get elected for here. But um, yeah, definitely uh, worth watching there. And a race that we definitely need to watch here. Speaking of which, in addition to Ryan Wilson's race against White Collar Blaha, is the attorney general race here in the state of Minnesota and. One of the races I've been following, I'm trying to follow them all because there's a lot of really important races out there. Obviously, we need to win the governor's office because there's so much uh, that needs to get uncovered and, and, and repaired in this state. And it will not happen when the DFL controls all the executive offices, all the statewide offices in this state. And the absolute imperative of getting Governor Klink and co-governor uh, Flanagan out of office uh, is is absolutely there. As Ryan Wilson talked about, there are so many fiscal bodies buried out in the backyard that need a Republican auditor to uncover. The, the, the time is now. It has to happen. The attorney general's race, of course, is uh, probably the highest profile of the non-governor races right now. Uh, Jim Schultz is running against Keith Ellison. And you know the media is doing its job of circling its wagons in defense of the DFLer. Uh, a story came out this past week uh, as, as both of the attorney general candidates focusing on law enforcement. The Star Tribune writes, and I quote, Minnesota attorney general candidates Keith Ellison and Jim Schultz both say they would beef up criminal prosecutions. Now, 
an honest report would point out that, by the way, for the incumbent Attorney General, Keith Ellison, this fact, if indeed it's true, which you can never really assume with the incumbent Attorney General, Keith Ellison, if it were true, if he plans to beef up criminal prosecutions, something the Star Tribune did not mention is that for Keith Ellison, that would be 180-degree turnabouts. It would be the opposite of what he did in the first four years in office. He's had a term, an entire term in office, marked by a catastrophic rise in crime, especially in the metro area. But wait, Mitch, crime is rising throughout the state. Yeah, but most of it is in the metro. The crime is risen disproportionately in the metro, in the parts of the state that the DFL has had multi-generational control of. That's why where crime is going completely haywire. And Keith Ellison, let's be honest, has been on the side of the criminals the whole time. Walter Hudson pointed out immediately after that particular Star Tribune piece, Ellison supported defund the police. He recently, not in 2018, recently appeared as a keynote speaker at a fundraiser for the Minnesota Freedom Fund, which floats bail for criminals. Let's be honest. It channels money from progressive plutocrats to bailing out rapists, robbers, people who go on, by the way, to graduate to murder and other uh, gross crimes. And so, and by the way, has, has kept the criminal division for four years now out there wagging away impotently and, and on the, the short end of the find funding stick. But now, crime is a major issue. Crime must be a major issue that is actually affecting the Democrats' chances. Because Keith Ellison and the Star Tribune, pardon the redundancy message-wise, are leading with beefing up the criminal prosecution angle. Keith Ellison, you've had four years to prosecute criminals. You've had two years, going on two years and a quarter now, where beefing up criminal prosecution has been an imperative, where crime has been a crisis in a way that it has not been in almost 30 years in the state of Minnesota, and at least in one way has been a bigger crisis than ever before in the state of Minnesota. Because at least during the first, during the Murderapolis crime wave of the mid-1990s, even though crime was as bad as it is today, maybe just a hair worse so far, you got the impression that the mayors, uh, Mayor Sharon Sales Belton, Mayor Norm Coleman, were on the side of the citizens as opposed to being on the side of the criminals, which, let's make sure we're clear on this, Keith Ellison was on the side of the criminals, supported defund the police in as many words, appeared as a fundraiser for, for the Minnesota Freedom Fund, which bails out violent criminals. It, it basically puts the skids, puts the grease on the slide through the slapping on the wrist system that the metro criminal justice system is and has starved the criminal division 
for funding while taking big money from Michael Bloomberg to finance the social justice side of the Attorney General's office. As Mark Drake, our good friend of this broadcast, has been telling us for the past year and change, uh, taking Michael Bloomberg money to rent out a couple seats at the Attorney General's office to progressive uh, pressure groups on, on, on climate change. But, yeah, I'm sure this time he'll get tough on crime. You betcha. Star Tribune completely ignoring that in their story on the race between pro-crime Keith Elliston, pro-law and order Jim Schultz. They desperately want to obfuscate that, and I have one guess as to why, and I'll bet you it's right. I'll bet you it's the same reason that Angie Craig has been running TV ads exquisitely expensive morning news TV ads since April, early April, I think maybe even late March. The internal polling has to be just catastrophic for Angie Craig here in the 2nd District. It just has to be end of the world for her at this point for her to be putting that kind of money into TV ads. Tyler Kistner must have an amazing opportunity to shock the world here in the 2nd Congressional District. And I would have to suspect if Keith Ellison needs the Star Tribune to paper over his record as an Antifa uh, tush-kissing, Minnesota Freedom Fund-supporting police defunder, there must be a reason for that. The internal polling in the Attorney General's race must not be nearly as good as it should be for an incumbent progressive DFLer in a progressive DFL metro in a state that is nominally purple but is dominated by a media industrial political complex dominated by hard blue progressives in the metro area. We'll talk more about that in a bit. 651-289-4488, the number to call. Let's take a quick break. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Exactly. AM 1280, The Patriot. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the sculpture garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. All of us come from somewhere. All of us have origin stories. From executive producer Larry Elder. Divine Providence was clearly operating in the lives of black Americans. And director Justin Malone. When I was growing up, we were never taught that America was bad. We were raised to love America. Comes the continuation of their 2020 hit film, Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom Part 2. An American Odyssey. Available on Salem Now. When you take the time to really get to know your body, you find that the root causes of its aches and pains are usually simple. The older we get, the more exercise we undertake and the more injuries we sustain, the more inflammation our bodies suffer from. It's so simple. And my answer to that pain is Relief Factor, which I discovered years ago and take every single day to great effect. It helps the body to fight off inflammation and I've never found anything that worked better in my life. I can't recommend it enough. 
70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. relieffactor.com. Hi, John Wichko here. As the owner of Advantage Auto Glass, I want to thank you for supporting our local family-owned business. In fact, we've grown because of you. So we've hired more certified technicians so we can serve more Minnesotans. I want to invite you to finally get that chipped or cracked windshield fixed now. You've put it off long enough. We'll even come to your home or work anywhere in the metro to save you time. Advantage Auto Glass has an A-plus rating with the BBB, and we're a preferred shop for all major insurance companies. You get that distinction with over 20 years of experience. Tell your insurance agent that you want to work with Advantage Auto Glass, or better yet, give us a call and we'll handle all the paperwork with no out-of-pocket costs to you. Every windshield we install is backed by a lifetime warranty. Just call Advantage Auto Glass today and we'll take care of everything. And don't forget, you can always schedule your appointment on our website at ReplaceMyWindshield.com. ReplaceMyWindshield.com. GodTube.com. Inspiration, comedy, music, faith, and fun. Get the best of GodTube every morning and start your day with a smile. Great faith-based videos sent to your inbox daily when you subscribe at GodTube.com, a division of Salem Media Group. AM 12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call. By the way, a little bit of news here from the music from my band Elephant in the Room, appearing at Neeson's and Savage. Yeah, tonight, 8.30 till 12.30 in the morning. Uh, this is one of our favorite bars. I mean, we love all of our bars, but uh, Neeson's in particular is a lot of fun because it's got this awesome stage with this professional sound system and the lights, and you just feel like a rock star playing there. And much as we love all of our other bars and all of our private parties we play, and as much as we love the people who come out and see us at all of them, Neeson's is just fun. In part because having that professional sound system and the professional lights means we don't have to haul them in there ourselves. <laughs> we just bring our instruments. That's the way it should be. So more bars like that, by the way, would be nice. If you run a bar, put up a nice stage, buy a sound system, maybe some lights, and uh, maybe a little green room in the back, too, so we can get out of the crowd. Now, either way, we can, we can negotiate on the green room. But Neeson's are going to be fun tonight. Anyway, by the way, Neeson's just west of Burnsville in Savage. Uh, figure it's on Highway 13, just across the uh, about, about five minutes, three to five minutes west of 35W on Highway 13 at Lynn Avenue. Just whip a left on Lynn if you're heading south on 13. Go about a block, you hang a right, you turn about two blocks, and there you are, a bit of bang. Or just use your GPS like everyone else does these days. It's not that far from the Metro. Hope to see you there. This will be like our fourth time there, and it's always a blast. We have such a great time playing at Neeson's. Anyway, Elephant in the Room Summer Thunder Tour continuing. We've got gigs. We've got so many gigs coming up this year yet. Uh, more on those as we go here. Uh, 651-289-4488, come on down, see us. Uh, 651-289-4488, the number to call. Let's go to the phones in Minneapolis. John, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. You are on the air. Yeah, yeah, thanks for taking my call. You know, Comrade Ellison is a manipulative liar. I know that because I've worked in the system and seen how he works. 
But uh, he also has a great deal of influence over the rural prosecutors, too. And there are several who are just as bad as he is. If you go to Rice County, the prosecutor down there is uh, as woke as anybody can be. And he covers Northfield, and that's understandable because his citizen voters are all uh, privileged woke people. So I wouldn't want you to think that uh, things aren't bad in rural Minnesota because they are. They're just undocumented, the crime that occurs, and under-prosecuted. So that's my comment, and you can... Let me know what you think. I'll hang out. Absolutely. And, of course, you have a little more leeway as far as under-prosecuting violent crime in places like Northfield uh, and and Mankato, perhaps, uh, because there's less of it. You have fewer of the social pathologies that f- seem to gravitate themselves towards huge metropolitan areas. There's been some, there's been some interesting sociology on the subject over this last couple of years that says you can— correlate a lot of things with with violent crime, especially uh, large uh, surges in violent crime and and violent crime that stays endemic to an area for a long time. Uh, For example, uh, but but, but it's not the, the most uniform correlation seems to be not so much any anything social or ethnic or even by itself economic. But when you have areas of immense wealth and immense poverty jammed up pretty close together. Because, I mean, if you have areas that are relatively uniformly poor or low income, not just necessarily poor, uh, you, you go out to the rural west, you have a lot of places that are, if not poor, at least certainly not rolling in money. But everyone's kind of in the same boat. And so there's no crime. In effect, there is no crime. A young adolescent male, by the way, let's be honest, those are where that's where most of the crime comes from, wherever you are in the world. Young adolescent males with lots of uh, testosterone to process, they're the ones who are the most prone to commit some form of crime or another. Whatever their race, creed, color, background, all of it, they're the ones who tend to be the most involved in crime certainly violent and street crime and property crime. Forget about white-collar crime for right now. But it's when those young adolescents look at all the things they don't have and can't get under their circumstances, certainly can't get too easily, that seems to be the catalyst for an awful lot of crime, especially in places where great wealth and great poverty are jammed up close together. And, And gosh, where do we have that in the Twin Cities? We have that in North Minneapolis, which, as you drive up and down Penn, you go from Kenwood, an area of immense wealth and privilege, scooting on north up Penn Avenue until you get to the north side, which is the opposite of all that. Over the course of about a mile, mile and a half, uh, you have it in south, other parts of North Minneapolis where you tootle down Washington from areas of relative privation into the North Loop Warehouse District, which used to be a place where you'd go to meet your quota of bums passed out in puddles. And now you go to to blocks and blocks of wealthy urban condo pinks uh, who have the money and time to pretty much do whatever they want. And you're a young fella awash in in feelings you don't know how to process, uh, process, driven by testosterone that your body certainly doesn't know how to process yet. And you take that out in the form of taking what you want. And this is why you have places like 
uh, why you had an immense amount of crime in a place like New York City 40 years ago. And you're getting it back there, by the way, because you have insane wealth, fairly close to intense poverty. Now, most of the poverty got driven out of the five boroughs. And so the, you, they exported the problem out to the far reaches of of uh, Queens and the Bronx and Brooklyn and some of the, the less well-off suburbs, kind of like we're having here in the Twin Cities. But uh, you, you're, you see that in other cities like Los Angeles, immense wealth jammed up next to immense poverty, immense privation, immense stifling of achievement by, let's just be honest, a public school system that essentially is a warehouse for the children of the poor in places like North Minneapolis. God love all you teachers who are plugging it away up there, but you got to admit the system is not there to to set you up for success. Speaking of set up for success, uh, Mikhail Gorbachev, the last leader of the Soviet Union, passed away uh, the other day over this past week. He was 91 years old. The media has been eulogizing him as the person who led the way in ending the Cold War. I mean, the coverage of Reagan, almost non-existent, mentioned as an afterthought in the coverage. A quick reminder for those of you who weren't there, as I was, in 1980, literally nobody was predicting the fall of the USSR. Everyone claiming in 1992, uh, much less in the 2000s or today, that they knew all along it was inevitable was full of it. The left thought Reagan in particular was insane in 1980 for believing that the Soviet Union could fall. Strobe Talbot, Bill Clinton's Soviet expert in the 1990s, in 1980 wrote, no, excuse me, he wrote, uh, he wrote, yeah, the Soviet Union's here with us forever. We might as well get used to it. Did I say 1980? He wrote that in 1990, after the Berlin Wall fell and before the Soviet Union collapsed. Anyway, Gorbachev was not selected by the Politburo to dismantle the Soviet Union. He was brought in to preserve and update it. Think of what the Communist Party did in China, except without the success or the money or anything. To put it a little more uh, tongue-in-cheek, Gorbachev ended the Cold War in exactly the same way Robert E. Lee ended the American Civil War. Thank you, John Eric Young, for that one. Thank you all for tuning in. God bless you all. God bless America. Education is absolutely the most critical decision you can make for your children. To get half off... It's a no-brainer. Hi, I'm Jeff. Hi, I'm Trish, his better half, and we're from Oakdale. We wanted a strong Christian school with conservative values. The half-off tuition program was better than we could have ever imagined for our family. I asked the station several times to make sure that I understood that there weren't strings attached, and, and there were no strings attached. The impact on our kids has been amazing. Their critical thinking is stronger, and they're better equipped for life. Yeah, the power of the Christian education is that our children can make their decisions and their sound decisions, and it just makes them better adults. Send your child to a private school for half the cost for their first year. No strings attached. For details and participating schools, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. I'm driving a 2018 Elantra, red, my favorite color. Hi, I'm Rita from St. Paul. Well, when I first walked in, I felt welcomed. 
and I'd been at a couple other dealerships that uh, I gave an F to. And Justin was the first gentleman to wait on me when I took it in for my first service, and he's been the only person that I've dealt with since then. Can't say enough good things about him. On Christmas Day of last year, I was on the freeway driving home, and all of a sudden a red light came on, and the right front tire was low. And the next day I called, and Justin answered. He said, let me take a look at it and go in the waiting room, and, and I'll get back to you. They found that there was a huge nail in the tire. And so he was able to get that all fixed up and replaced and sent me on my way home. Infragrove Hyundai was very welcoming. Service was excellent. Infragrove Hyundai's service technicians are ready for you no matter what kind of vehicle you drive. Open 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays. Call them today or schedule your appointment at InfragroveHyundai.com. Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? Computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. With an A-plus BBB rating and a top-rated home warranty company on Consumer Affairs and Trust Pilot, ARW Home provides superior service, featuring the industry's lowest service call fee. ARW Home has warranty plans that cover your kitchen and laundry appliances heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. Call 800-942-1451 to customize your plan. Plus, ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Call 800-942-1451 for your free quote. That's 800-942-1451. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WW. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.